Hey everyone, I'm Gabrielle Santiago and welcome to Living Revelations Podcast. We're here to help you find God real in everyday life. We will be talking about how to hear from God, how to have a relationship with Him, and what it looks like to walk into your God-given purpose as you do life with God. I want to invite you to take life a step at a time closer to Christ with us. This is Finding God Real in Everyday Life. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. This is Gabby. Today, I wanted to talk with you guys about how you are so loved by God. If you've listened to my last podcast, God has been working my heart and showing me that he doesn't want me, myself, including you as well, to not tolerate fear, to not be in worry. And if I were to ask you, if you can imagine yourself living life worry-free, it can almost seem impossible. Like, oh, I would really love that. Well, the reality is, is that God wants us to live a worry-free life. He's a good father that doesn't want to see his children living in worry. And if you think about, you know, a typical father, any good father would not want his children worrying about how the bills are going to be paid, their provision, if they're going to have a good future, if their father loves them. Yet we as children of God, we doubt that, right? Many times we doubt if God actually loves us. We doubt if he's for us. We doubt if he will come through for us. But today I really want to just hone in onto this message that you are not just loved by God, but that you are so loved by God. And, um, you know, God has just been working on me. Like I said before, he's been just parking me on Matthew 6. And I have a feeling that I'm going to just be on this chapter for probably the rest of the year. I don't know how long, but I've just really been intentionally meditating in that verse um, or in those verses, I should say. And, you know, the other day, I got, God was really showing me that the reason why I was fearing was I didn't realize that God loves me. Because if I know that he loves me, I don't have to fear or worry. And literally God reminded me from the most famous verse that many of you guys probably know. It's John 3, 16. And it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. It doesn't just say, For God loved the world. It says, For God so loved the world. He so loves us, guys. And, you know, many times we doubt his love but God, you know, God shows his love in so many ways, right? In our, in our lives today, he's real and active. And this is what this, you know, podcast and video is about, is to help you to understand that God is real and active and who he is in your everyday life. But God proved his love by sending Jesus thousands of years ago to die on our behalf because God knew that Adam and Eve messed it up. We would never be able to save ourselves. We would never be able to have right relationship with God. We would be doomed to eternal death. But God so loved us that he says, hey, I'm going to send my son who is the perfect spotless lamb because Jesus is God himself and I am going to take upon their sins so that whoever believes in me and lives in me shall be made whole, shall be redeemed. And so whenever you're doubting if God is loving you or if he's going to meet your needs, understand if that God went so far to send his son for you, that he went so far already to make sure that you would be with him. Why would he not care about your desires? Now, I know I read to you all Matthew 6 in the last podcast, but I want to read it again. You know, I was listening to Joyce Myers and she was talking about the importance of meditating God's verses in his word. So I'm going to read to you Matthew 6, verses 28 through 33. And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the, f- the grass of the field, 
which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. So God here, you know, and actually if you read early, early on in verse 26, um, it says, look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? And so he tells us these analogies to show us if God is providing for the birds, if he dresses the flowers in the field, how much more would he take care of us? And you know, many times we forget that God loves us so much and we worry so many things. And I wanted to do a quick plug-in. So my husband, many of you guys know, is an artist. So he does a lot of prophetic paintings. Sometimes we collaborate as well. Um, but he made a recent one that he made into a print. And it's based off of the Matthew 6 verse that I just read. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns that your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not, more, are you not much more valuable than they? So um, this is such a great painting. So if you guys want to purchase it, just to put on your wall and remember that you are more valuable than the sparrow, than the birds in the sky, I would definitely encourage you guys to check it out. I'll put the link in the description below. But going back to this verse, right? Like the main theme God is saying is do not worry. And instead he says, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. So guys, like just really understand if you're worrying about bills, your future, your future spouse, Know that first of all, God loves you. He provides for you because he loves you. He says that you are more valuable than the birds and the grass, right? And because you are more valuable, he's going to even provide even more for you. And I, read, I wanna read to you guys Matthew 7, 7 and 11. Um, Jesus here says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds and the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So it's so important, like, again, God's giving this analogy to us of a father. And he says, if a, you know, a father like us, you know, we are in sin, we're not perfect. I'm sure your physical fathers weren't perfect either. But, you know, if fathers here that are not perfect know how to give good gifts, how much more does your heavenly father, right? God is like our ultimate father. He created us before our father and mother created us. He knitted us together in our mother's womb. Like this is the God we care for. And last week I shared the Isaiah verse, how God says he cares for us because he made us and he will be with us till the very end of age. But it's so important that we remember that God's a good father. And I love to give this analogy. I, um, I'm not sure if I've shared this in my recent video, but um, imagine this. I'm going to give you two scenarios of two fathers. So um, in one scene, there's one father who is very busy and occupied. So I just want you to imagine right now um, a kid is knocking on the door. He's about to go in and is excited just to like meet his dad. Right. So the kid walks in the room. But this first dad is very busy. He's on the computer and the son is talking to him, but his voice is so muted, right? Like the father can't even hear the son because he's so busy on his work. Now I want you to imagine a second father. The second father is a father who just longs to be with his son. Even though there's so many things going on, if his son calls him, you know he's going to pay attention, like just like that. So the, the boy walks in the room 
And instead of the first father who was on the computer still focusing and working, this father was already engaged and ready to embrace his son. He was like expecting the son to come in. He already knew that the moment that the door, that he heard the door open, he was already ex waiting there expecting for his son to be there. And sometimes, many times, we think that God is the first father that I just shared, right? Like, oh, I don't know if he hears my prayers. God's probably consumed with many different things, right? But we have to understand that God loves us. He cares about us. He wants to do life with us, guys. Like, you know, when we read in Genesis about Adam and Eve, where God would talk to them in the cool of the day, God wants to talk with us. And sometimes it's us who's really busy. I know with me, I am constantly having to practice just opening up my ears to hear the Lord. Right, opening up my heart, even though I'm working, I'm still connected with the Father. And so understand that God, you know, He wants to meet your needs. He wants to talk to you. He wants to deliver your desires. And that, that's why Matthew 7 says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. You know, many times we just question, I hope God shows up. I hope He speaks. I hope He's here. Like He is here. And we have to start coming to Him with this expectation that He is. Now, He may not answer all your prayer requests, if you're not ready for it, or if you're asking for the wrong motive. James talks about that. But other than that, God wants to meet your needs. He wants to meet your desires, and he especially wants to fellowship with you. And so I want to give you guys some reasons. Like, here are some top three things that prevent us from seeing that God loves us. The first thing is sin, right? No matter what, if you're living in sin, you are going to feel far from God. Why? Because sin separates us from God. Right? Like when you, you know, when you sin and you do something wrong and you don't like repent for it, you feel really guilty, right? You feel guilty. You come to God, you feel guilty. Well, that guilt will soon separate us from even feeling attached to God. Feeling like, like you might even find yourself not wanting to really be with the Lord because you're guilty, right? And the, um, there's a verse in the Bible that even says, don't quench the Holy Spirit. So we can actually quench the Holy Spirit's voice. We can actually make things like things that we know are true and really just dial it down. And, and those things that are, are really like we knew in the beginning are right and wrong. Now we're just kind of like, I don't know if it is or not. And that's what sin does. It clouds your mind. It makes you live in confusion and this false reality that you're okay when you're really not okay. So we have to make sure that, you know, we don't tolerate sin. And James 4, 7 to 9, it says, Therefore submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts you double-minded. And so I love this because it says that in James here in verse eight, it says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. But what's the key? How do we draw near to God? By first submitting to him and resisting the devil. We can't draw near to God if we're not willing to get away from darkness. God is light and John makes it clear that if we are to be in his light, we should also walk in his light. So if you're feeling like you're struggling of experiencing God's love, there may be things that you just have to clear up in your life. We have to understand that God's a holy God, right? And we ha and it doesn't mean that if you make a mistake, you know, you're, you're done with. Like, oh no, I can't go back. Like, that's why Jesus died on the cross. Um, there's a verse in 1 John, I believe, it talks about if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to cleanse us, Jesus himself. And so we can always go to him. But if you're doing habitual sin, then it will draw that separation between you and God. The second thing is shame, right? Shame is a big thing. If you're feeling shameful, no matter how much you go to God, you're like building a wall between you and God. You're basically saying, yeah, I know I can come to him, but I can't because of this and that. And every shameful thought you have is like a brick that you're building between you and the Lord. I love this verse in Romans 8, to 34. 
It says, who will bring any chain, or sorry, who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then, who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died did more than that. Who was raised to life is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. So Romans 8, like God is literally saying, who is going to charge against you if it is I who justified you through Christ? So understand that you don't have to live in shame. And if you guys haven't um, watched my, I think it's the second to latest um, podcast or video, it's called The Power of Your Testimony. I would encourage you to listen to it because there I share my struggle that I had like literally recently till the beginning of this year that I didn't realize that I still held a little bit of shame from my past. And it was because I didn't see that I was victorious through Christ. So I would really recommend you guys to um, check that out after this. But shame, you know, if you have shame, Ask God, ask the Holy Spirit to speak God's truth so that the shame would leave. Because as long as you're tolerant, like that's why the enemy wants you to have shame is because he doesn't want you to feel close to God. He doesn't want you to feel like you can fellowship with him. But know that if you've repented and you're walking rightly, the things that you've done are no longer counted against you. The last thing that causes us to not feel loved by God is our lack of understanding of how much God loves us. And in fact, not even about how much he loves us, but what God's love is. Right? We read in scripture, when you look into the Hebrew word, it's agapeo. And agapeo means unconditional love, love by choice, love by will. We have to understand that God chose to love us, not because we're good, not because we've done good things, because, you know, like scripture says in Romans 5, 8, but God demonstrates his own love for us while we were still sinners, he died for us. So it shows us from there that God loved us even while we were sinners, which means that God doesn't love us because we're good. He loves us because he chose to love us, because he is love himself. And that's the beautiful thing, guys, is, you know, we may know God's love, but we don't have the understanding. And I pray that whoever is listening right now, that God would just give you a revelation in these next few days of how much he loves you, like what his love is. Because when you really understand that God, like how much he loves you, you can't help but walk walk towards him and live for him. Our scripture says it's the goodness of God that brings man to repentance. And it's so true. Like every time I think of what God's done for me, like I can't help but extend that love to others and mercy and forgiveness and to even just want to give my heart to him. You know, he's done so much. This is the least that I can do. So understand that you are so loved by God. You know, his love is not something that's based on what you've done or like, oh, I had a bad attitude today. God probably won't listen to me. Like he's, he's a gracious God and he's a loving father. And so if you've been living in fear, understand it's because you are not made in his perfect love. First John 4, 18 says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love, right? And so I pray, like if you're in the middle of fear, you need to pray and ask God for a revelation of his love, right? Because when you're made in his perfect love, Fear cannot exist. Like fear and love don't coincide. You can't have both, right? And so we need to ask the Lord, give us a revelation, right? Even Paul says, I pray that the spirit of revelation and wisdom will come upon you, right? Like pray that prayer. And I pray over you right now, Ephesians 17 and 19. Um, But it's funny that I'm saying that I'm praying for you, but Paul even says, and I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all of the Lord's people to grasp how wide, and long, how high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know that this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. 
There is a reason why Paul prayed that we would be established in his love because he knew that unless we are established in God's love, we can't live out the fullness of God in our lives. Like guys, if you're living in fear, that's not right. Like I, I'm preaching to myself here. Like it's not normal. God does not want us to live in fear. We can't manifest the presence of God if we're living in fear. That's why Paul says, I pray that you would be rooted and established in love. And you may have power, right? There's, there's power when we understand our living in the love of God. And I just want to encourage you, you know, before we get into prayer, Psalm 37, three to four, it says, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Understand that God knows your desires. Many of you guys know my testimony where I had fear of singleness for the longest time. I was in a relationship for three years that I knew wasn't of God, well, almost three years. And I couldn't let it go because I was afraid I would never find someone better. I was afraid that I would stay single forever. Like that was my greatest fear. I needed someone. And I, you know, long story short, I ended up breaking up with that guy. But I thought to myself, you know, I've always wanted, I'm not saying that if you give God a number, he'll do it, but God did it for me. But I've always desired to be married by 25, to at least get engaged. But I remember when I broke up, I think I was 24. So I was thinking, there's no way within a year I'm going to get married. So, and, you know, and it was okay. I was still going to obey God. I knew that God was good. But I literally got married within a year with a guy that you guys know, my husband, Michael, now. But God saw my desires. And, like, he's faithful. But during that season, I wasn't just focusing on what I wanted. I just delighted in God. I did good, right? Like, the scripture here says, trust in the Lord and just do good. Dwell, enjoy safe pasture. Delight in God and he will give you the desires of your heart. So understand that we're not called to pursue our desires. The moment you pursue your desires, you will not pursue Jesus because your desires will take you away from God's will. And sometimes God's will for you is for you to step out in faith. And that means it's not gonna look like you're gonna get what you want, but that's what faith is, trusting that God will give it to us. And when he gives us something, guys, just let me tell you this, if God, when God gives you something, he gives you the best, the best. You can tell, you can have anything else, but if you wait on God, he will give you the best spouse. He will give you the best house. He will give you the best career. And so I pray whoever is listening right now, if you're in a place where you are struggling in that area, ask the Lord. I'm so big on this. Ask God himself to give you revelation of his love. Let uh, When fear comes in, choose to stand on God's truth. Choose to be rooted in his love for you. And I want to encourage you guys too. Um, my book actually, Single But in a Relationship with God, is coming up. I don't know the exact date yet, but it's coming up hopefully around March or April. So if you guys haven't already, subscribe to Living Revelations. I'll put the link below as well. If you go to livingrevelations.com, you can also subscribe to our email list to get updates, you know, on when the book will launch. We'll probably do some giveaways and some fun things. Um, but that book is like near and dear to my heart. It's a, a huge testimony that has happened in my life. So I think it will bless you guys as well. Well, let me pray for you guys before we go. God, I just thank you, Lord, for those who are listening in right now, God. Lord, you know exactly what they're feeling and experiencing in their own season of life. But Lord, I just pray, God, that through this message and even the days to come, God, that you would give them a revelation of how much you love them, God. Lord, that they would be made perfect in your love and that fear would no longer reign in their hearts, God, but that they would be so rooted and established in your love and that they would be just living with joy and love and hope, God. We just thank you, God, that you are a good father. We rejoice, Lord, that you are good. So God, I just pray right now for every single listener, Lord, that peace would just comfort their heart. It would fill their hearts, Lord. 
and that they would turn to you and whatever they need to get right, Lord, give them both the boldness and courage. Like some of you guys need to get your lives right. And this is the time to get your life right because there's nothing good for you when you're living outside of God's will. There literally is nothing good. So God, I just pray right now that you would speak into their hearts right now, that this would be a confirmation to change, to walk towards you and to pursue you. So we thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. So I pray that you've been blessed by this. Guys, don't forget, if you're listening on the podcast, please write a review. This helps us to get more people listening. And also, please pray and consider partnering with us. You know, we are wanting to grow our ministry. These videos that you see, these resources, we do so much more. Online Bible studies, our study guides that are coming up, conferences. Um, We need to expand our team. So I'm really going to be focusing these next coming months on just building up partners for this ministry. So if you've been blessed, consider partnering with us and you can give at livingrevelations.com slash donations. And remember that, you know, even the things that you're receiving from us, it's because those who are partnering. And so please definitely consider that. And so I hope that you guys have been blessed by this message and I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and are blessed. Check out our blogs at livingrevelations.com and follow Living Revelations on Facebook and Instagram. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast to others if you've been blessed. See you all in the next podcast.